you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast will own you on the dance floor. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Are we low on uh, money tags again? We are. We should consult the subreddit board, which has a bunch of them. Do they have a whole thread? They do have a whole thread. I'll, I'll send a tweet I, out and put, Irish, put, together a, put together a list. I feel like we didn't hear all the last. Largely because you don't choose to visit the subreddit board. Hey, look. You don't need to. Well, am I right? There's a cornucopia Whoa. of, of uh, tags there just waiting for us to dig into. Take that offline. <laughs> Take that offline. Yeah, it'd be fairly turnkey to just come up with a few new... Pretty turnkey. <laughs> we were just in a Corpo meeting with some shadowy league <laughs> figures, and we like to now take notes of all Corpo phrases. Let's keep it above the treetops, Dan. Keep it, go, keep it above the treetops. Fairly turnkey. You don't want to hit them with a fire hose of data. Well, and someone else also asked to, asked to speak to a higher-up offline, which is an old one, but it, it continues to make no sense. You aren't online. You're just on our clock. Get off our clock. Listen, Mark Sessler, laying down the law in a big spot. Uh, this is the Around the NFL podcast, uh, sponsored by no one, feared by a few, loved by thousands. Beholden to no one. Absolutely, Chris Wessling. Nice show today. Pre-grade show. I love the show. I'm really excited about the show. B-minus pre-grade. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Uh, we are going to, you know, we did this last year, and it's not, it's not an easy exercise. Uh, if you want to cycle back to uh, the written content on the site uh, from last year to get right, you can end up looking foolish. But uh, the Superstar Club, which is uh, a club in which, remember this one? Name the artist. Jazzy B. <laughs> Jazzy B is incorrect. Really, this, Greg, you're the only one in the room that has a shot. No, Robbie Williams? I know who no. it is, but it's, it's uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the Superstar Club 2016, a zero sum game. Uh, one man in, one man out. Uh, so each of us, we're adding four. New superstars to the NFL today, and uh, that—that's the easy part. You know, anybody could say, "Oh, this guy is going to become a superstar this year." The hard part, and this is where it's—you got to hang onion. If you're not hanging onion, you're going to get called out on it. You'll be called a fool. <laughs> you got to kick out somebody. You got to kick out a real superstar, uh, and basically say that this great, uh, great player of his generation will take the step down and no longer be a superstar. Zero-sum game. The Superstar Club 2016, a little bit later. Um, I think Dan Helly, we said on Monday, was supposed to be in today. Scheduling conflict. Helly will be in tomorrow. And if he cancels again, well, then he's Helly got a, can go to hell. He's got a permanent scheduling conflict. Go to Helly! <laughs> think you ever got that before? 
that would that's not really a welcoming way uh, for him to join the show, but hopefully he doesn't listen. No way. No, he, he doesn't. He's above the treetops. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, yes, yeah, Superstar Club. Uh, this is our penultimate show before uh, vacations start really coming into focus. Uh, Mark, I know you're away next week. Mm, yes. Another vacation, huh? <laughs> Same in, as everyone else. That back time of pretty year. close together. That's all. Well, I think it's we all do them at different times. I think, Greg, you probably had yours earlier this year. Was there post-Super Bowl? That's accurate. Yeah, vacation, that, that must so. have been nice. How was your vacation, Wes? What vacation? Yeah, me either. Well, I mean, we didn't Dan, all, you have easily take taken more days off than all of us combined. Not all of us take vacations during the actual football season, Dan. Mark, don't hit out at me because you're taking your second weekly vacation before July. We're, I'm tracking this. <laughs> I'm tracking you, baby. Same amount <laughs> as everyone else. Well, according to you, Dan takes has more than the rest. Yeah, of where'd that I, come from? I heard that from someone else. <laughs> Who? He's in this room. Oh, please. What is happening now? I don't even know. He's trying to throw me under the bus. It's something I don't even know <laughs> about. Let's count how many days I've taken off in 2016. Let's count them. I'd love to. Do it. <laughs> Why are you other so pe- irate about other the fact that someone else would leave the office for wow. five minutes? The podcast started, guys. <laughs> other people are listening. Mark, that not a good look for you just now. That's all. I'm Nor you. Let's uh, check behind the glass now. Speaking of being off, you the know, Irishman right man, took some time off. He was on the East Coast, but now he's back uh, with us. Uh, the people that filled in for you did, you know, they did okay. Yeah, uh, but you were missed. Welcome. I back. appreciate that. You know, I was having fun at a family wedding. You know, dancing a little bit. Maybe that's why I used that uh, money tag. Oh, I bet you're a great dancer, Irishman. You know what? Well, I got it from my Uncle Michael, who showed it off, too. So, you know, it's just in the blood. Old M- Uncle Mikey, they call him. Let's do some news. He's threatened by the way I dance. Damn it, why'd I have to go showing off like that? <laughs> Pick up the chisels, because now Irish has reached a stage where his comments and his conversations before we start the news is just a way for him to tee up his own news drop. Synergy. Yeah. Synchronicity. It's almost like uh, a little bit too... Wooden robotic, you want to be. It's like <laughs> you, you need to be uh, but the set up. In the what is right? happening robotic. with you today? What I just I told you, B minus. I warned you. Am I bringing it up or down? No, you're doing great. And welcome back, Mark. You, I don't know. Let's start with welcome. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I don't well, like the way this is starting well, except at that, all, except for that vacation a couple of weeks ago. Well. You can bring it up with human resources. <laughs> I need a break from you people. <laughs> That's three deep Heaven sakes. All day long, every day with you people. <laughs> Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Bad news in Dallas. Uh, Darren McFadden, who is um, almost impossibly a top five NFL rusher last season, uh, saw the team took Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, with a top five pick this season, this year in the draft. And he's trying to win t- carries. He's trying to make sure he's still a big part of the backfield. But now he's going to be missing for a couple of months. Darren McFadden injured his elbow in an accident at, at home and will be out, quote, a couple of months after undergoing surgery on Tuesday. Cowboys coach Jason Garrett announced. Uh, Garrett said, I don't want to put too many timetables on it, but they said the surgery went well. Uh, and the overarching theme was a couple of months. We'll see how he responds to everything. Uh, anticipated back by some point in training camp, uh, running backs coach Gary Brown 
told the morning news that McFadden fell Memorial Day weekend on his elbow while trying to keep from dropping his cell phone. Oof, that's a bad way to bust your elbow. Uh, he practiced last week, underwent surgery Tuesday. Good news for Ezekiel Elliott, bad news for Darren McFadden. Wes? It's just accelerating the inevitable. Elliott was going to take this job anyway. It was a matter of when, not if. This just means, I, I mean, I don't know what Michael Fabiano is going to say on the Fantasy Live podcast, but I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott would have to be in the mix for the number one overall whoa. fantasy draft pick. Well, I don't, I don't think this injury should change much, though, because he was going to be the starter anyway. We but don't know that. I, I think we know that. I think the way Scott Linehan is talking about it, that you, he, he said, for instance, usually with rookies there's a time or a part of the game that you feel a little uncomfortable, even though he's had some good ones over the year. But there is no part of the game where they feel like it's not his cup of tea talking about Elliott. I don't think there's any down or distance or situation where he can't carry the load. I mean, and also it's, it's not like he's out for five months. He'll be back. But Dan raised the... And I'm trying to build a bridge here with my friend Dan, but he <laughs> asked the best question okay. on Twitter. What, did he catch the phone? Right. If you've gone through this malarkey, did you actually save the phone? If that's shattered too, which I, we didn't hear the answer, so maybe yeah. he lost the phone too, that's embarrassing. I'm so, uh, elbow injury. By the way, broken elbow or whatever, that sounds pretty painful. And then he played, he practiced through it for a week, didn't realize, just was kind of bothering him. That's a very professional athlete thing to do, like... Uh, my elbow's kind of been bothering me. Let's go check it out at the end of the week. Oh, by the way, it's broken. Well, I know, oh, by the way, I don't want to tell the origin story of how I right. broke this elbow. Well, the, the sneaky star of this entire story was the running backs coach, Gary Brown, who took McFadden's misfortune uh, to make a crack. He's got that pre-CBA money, so I don't even think he needs the phone. Oh, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> like, fair. Like taking shots at poor McFadden. No, he, I mean, he's saying it was a bad trade-off. No, that, that pre-CBA money was insane, and he did get on that train. So, <laughs> he, yeah, even if he ended up never playing another down, he should be okay. Uh, it does make me think. And, by the way, I buy into what you're saying, Wes, about Elliott potentially being a number one overall. Wes, in his tremendous, painstaking, painstaking time-consuming uh, project uh, detailing his favorite NFL or football books of all time. Mm. One of your excerpts, I believe, was from Dr. Z., who talked about how the college quarterback comes to the NFL and may never be better than his first year. College running back. College running back. It's different than other positions. It's all instinct and athletic ability. It doesn't really matter how much you know the game. But Ezekiel Elliott, in the modern NFL, it gets delayed a little bit for pass protection. Ezekiel Elliott might be the best pass protection back to enter the draft in our lifetime. Wouldn't be a number one overall pick in fantasy for me. But a top uh, first round pick. And uh, you just got me thinking, Dan. We should do uh, a segment on uh, the best football books ever. We're not going to do about it today. next week. Not going to do it today. But how about next week? We do a whole a thing on the podcast. It'd be a good discussion. I like that it. Sounds good. The the piece that Wes wrote obviously must have a vanity URL. Not that I know of. Oh, we'll get it. We'll get NFL.com slash slash books. How yep. about just books? there you go. By the, the time, go. by the time people listen to this, it'll be all ready. Hey, Dan, uh, I have a question for you. Yes. So you said that you think that elbow injury would hurt. What changed your mind? Because I remember you saying this about particular elbow injuries. Say, or my elbow hurts <laughs> so much. I was just wondering what changed wow. your mind. Pick up the chisels. Pick up the chisels. What was that in reference to? I can't remember. I believe it was Aaron Rodgers. Was that during the show or before a show? Uh, I'm not sure, but no, that was it's di- on the record. I, I think that was during the 
<laughs> it's a painful injury. <laughs> By the way, does anybody? Good job, Brandon. Does anybody have a embarrassing or stupid slash unnecessary injury from their life that they'd like to share? Well, I have several that I can't remember how they happened. Mm, I wonder why. Uh, but I do remember <laughs> one from when I was probably in fifth grade. It was the Mark remembers this, I'm sure. Michael Jordan's 63 point game in against the Celtics in, in mm. the playoffs. Mm. I got so excited that I tried a roundhouse kick and ended up hitting uh, the door archway and broke my toe. Could barely Ouch. walk. And I had to serve mass that day. I was an altar boy. Mm. Tried to convince my dad I needed to watch this the overtime of the Michael Jordan game because my foot was broken. And mom wasn't there that day. He didn't feel comfortable making the decision on, my, on his own. So he just said, no, you have to go do it. Mm. That's pretty rough. <laughs> That's bad. Mark, do you have one? Um. There are, like Wes, I mean, probably all of us, there's a bunch, but one that came to mind, because I still have an ankle, my right ankle, that probably three or four times a year just completely gives out while I'm walking down the street. And it initially happened junior, the summer after junior year in high school, where we went to a, what I would say it was a house party, for lack of better terms, at this uh, girl's house, Liz Venus, whose parents were away. Is he? That had to be a tough last name to grow up with as a girl. Go on. Uh, she survived, but it, she there was stripping. a huge, like, uh, oh, Wes. Wes, what is that wrong? Terrible, Wes. You take a vacation. There was a huge basket <laughs> okay. of, like, B someone minus. had made toast, maybe for croutons, but it was a giant basket of toast that had been there for a week, and we were throwing this toast all around this house party, and then it was uncovered that we were doing this, so we escaped out a window, like three or four of us, and we're running down this uh, darkened street, at high speeds trying to get to someone's car, and my whole body just collapsed. I went about three yards into the woods, and my ankle was a mess for probably two years after that and continues to be unnecessary. Why was I even there? Mm. Greg, anything on the strawberry truck? No. (laughs) No injuries there. I had one recently. That's the only one that comes to mind. I got back. I think I might have even mentioned this on the podcast. I certainly told you guys about it, that I got back to my house late at night Thought I was locked out of my house (laughs) and then climbed the fence, climbed a fence on the side, jumped over it, uh, and banged up my back a little bit. Uh, Very old man injury. I later realized (laughs) the keys were where they were supposed to be outside, but I was just not uh, in the right state to realize that at the time. Yeah, mine mine would be recent as well. It was when... Our softball team was losing 21-6 with two outs in the last inning, and I tried to leg out a grounder to second with a bad hamstring, and uh, my hamstring exploded. That was stupid. Humble brag. Your hustle was noted, though, because yeah. you are the leader and the tone setter. I had to do it there. Uh, all right, moving on. Fletcher Cox uh, is a very, very rich man. The Philadelphia Eagles and their star defensive linemen uh, agreed to terms on a six-year extension uh, that will keep Cox in town through the 2022 season. The deal pays out $103 million over the long haul, but the real money is the astonishing $63 million in guarantees is coming from Rap Sheet. Um, that is a lot of money for Fletcher Cox. Greg Rosenthal, is he worth it? Absolutely. All these guys are worth it. We're in a whole new era this year with the TV money being brought into the league. The, the salaries are going way up. And by the way, you know, a number three left-handed pitcher in the NFL makes so far, I mean, in the uh, Major League Baseball, makes so far much more than Fletcher Cox, who is a top 50 NFL player, according to uh, the NFL Network's list. And that might have even been too low. I mean, he he is a dynamic player, so he's absolutely worth it. And some of the guaranteed, you know, they're... it was what is, sold a what little. What does this even funny. mean? Sixty-three million in guarantees, thirty-six point three million in fully guarantees. Well, that that. I mean, until they figure out what's going we're on, we, get, 
We should never even ask the question, is a player worth it? Because that is, who knows what it means? And that is for a reader. I mean, what what is an average football fan? We've got to get Rap Sheet in here and, and really uh, call him to the carpet for this. He's I, I know what it is. It, I mean, if 36 is fully guaranteed, if nothing happens in the next year, it'll be he'll get $48 million over the first three years of his deal. That's essentially what the fans should know. He's getting three for 48, which is obviously great. Well, you know who else is going to get paid? And the timing, this is the time of year, the month between now and training camp where all these big deals go down. And Von Miller now has another, you know, reference point to peg his contract. He'll make more money than this. Oh, I don't think Fletcher Cox well, is... Way like, more. How about Mo Wilkerson? Also sure. a defensive lineman and a guy that he's probably a better player than Fletcher Cox, right? Ooh, and, I don't know about that. All right, I think they're, they're very similar. They're in the similar. Same. Different types of players, but similar, very similar in value. And the Jets botched this because they could have signed Mo last year for a, probably a team-friendly contract, and now these guys keep signing. It gets bigger and bigger. He's not going to be with the Jets after this year, and that bums me out. If but. you were making an article that John Elway's had a bad offseason and made some mistakes, I think not signing Von Miller back in January Earlier, right. could, could be one of those mistakes. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos, who have not signed Von Miller to a long-term deal. They have till July 15th to do that. But they did announce Tuesday that they've signed linebacker Brandon Marshall to a four-year extension. This deal is worth $32 million with $20 million in guarantees, uh, according to Rap Sheet. It includes a $10 million signing bonus, uh, keeps Marshall in Denver through 2020. Mark Sessler, Brandon Marshall, said, I will earn every penny. Well, I mean, they they needed to keep this guy around. They lost uh, Danny Trevathan in free agency, and it's you know there's a lot of parts leaving Denver's defense. So you know while the Von Miller signer, signing is tricky, I think this was a wise move for them. He's putting a good player. Certainly makes it seem like they prioritized Brandon Marshall over Danny Trevathan. No they, doubt. Or they figured he was worth more, and he is definitely the superior run stopper stopper of the two. Trevathan is better at covering backs and tight ends out of the backfield. I, I was really surprised he got more money than Trevathan. Uh, so that's all credit to Brandon Marshall. He's one of those success stories that shows the NFL is a meritocracy. He got released by the Jaguars three times. He's a fifth, yeah. He was a fifth-round pick of the Jaguars. Does it help? And here he is just three years later getting huge money. Is there any link between Denver not having to fork over millions and millions at the quarterback position where even a guy like Brandon Marshall, when he signs, is going to get a little bit more scratch than he would have? Maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a competitive advantage having a quarterback that makes peanuts. Relative peanuts. If he can play. Yes. Well, that's that's the other competitive It's the Russell Wilson rule. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, Eugene Monroe no longer has a team. At least not right now. The Baltimore Ravens have released uh, the left tackle. This coming after the team attempted to make a trade with the New York Giants. That fell through, so the team cut ties. Uh, this came after uh, Monroe. We learned that Monroe is being held out of this week's mandatory minicamp. Uh, while Ozzie Newsom attempted to work on a trade, uh, John Harbaugh said Tuesday, it's in Ozzie's hands. We'll see where it goes. It obviously didn't go anywhere. And now Eugene Monroe is on the street. And, uh, you know, on what's today, June 15th, uh, happy 41st wedding anniversary to Deb and Keith Hansis, by the way. Saw a picture of your parents when they were young. And he, A, your dad looks strikingly like you, but what a young couple. What a nice young couple. Yes. Uh, congratulations to Deb and Keith. But. Uh, yes. So Monroe, you know, on June 15th, you don't usually don't see capable left tackles show up on the market. You would think there are going to be some people that are going to line up to get him, right? 29 years old. Well, the Ravens drafted his replacement, and I think they were probably thinking along the lines of Bill Belichick's quote that dependability is more important than ability. He missed five games in 2014, and he missed 11 games 
or let's see. Yeah. Missed 10 games last year. So I think they just decided he wasn't worth the contract he was due to get. Well, he's, well he was he, set to make a million more than any other Raven. He also hasn't played that well when he's played. This was another one of Ozzie Newsom's missteps over the last few years. I'm not saying Ozzie Newsom has made a ton of them, uh, but I don't Cook, think kick him out of the GM superstar. Club. No, I don't. I don't think he's been as good drafting over the last four years overall than, than he than he was before that. And I think the Eugene Monroe contract is one that he obviously regrets. They traded for him uh, from Jacksonville. He had a good half season for them. He gave him huge money, uh, and he hasn't played that well. And he's been hurt. Yeah, well, when they traded for him, they they were in a dire place. It was what October. The trade, the they, trade was great. The trade was then. The what came after? He gave a big contract that off season, and it just hasn't worked out. He hasn't been healthy, and he hasn't played that well. It, like it sounds like he could. We, he doesn't have a home right now. But by the time people are even listening to this, that you know, within a day, he could be a New York Giant. They tried to trade for him, and then it couldn't have worked out better for the Giants as long as someone else doesn't swoop in to grab him. Char- what about the Seahawks? Chargers and Seahawks also reported to be interested. Only 29 years old and has played a, at a high level before. The Giants could certainly use a tackle. That would that would be. Should also good. add that there was talk that uh, Monroe is a huge marijuana advocate and uh, outspoken. Uh, and marijuana was the same reason why the or a part of the reason why the Giants mm. passed on Laramie Tunzel. So I don't know. I don't know if you want to connect any dots there, but. Uh, some teams might be scared off by that. I mean, we'll he's see. putting his money where his mouth is with his marijuana advocacy. This isn't just something where it's like, oh, haha, like he smokes weed, so like let's, like it's just something he's talked Never about. Never failed he has a drug test. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's he's spoken with politicians. He's written up lots of things. Like this is part of his life is, is that advocacy. Well, maybe the Niners could use a <laughs> tackle. <laughs> he said, yeah, it's not just to get high. It's he finds it uh, something that the players could uh, really stand to gain from smoking uh, marijuana to get better and all that stuff. Well, listen, marijuana is a real hot-button topic here in the old United States. <laughs> Pain management. He donated 80000 k uh, or 80000 this offseason to the University of Pennsylvania and Johns Hopkins. 80 k That was very masculine. <laughs> really? he, didn't, he didn't stick the landing because he said 80000 <laughs> yeah, first. I blew it. Uh, in other Ravens news, uh, Brashad Perryman, their first-round pick last year, Last time we were with you, there were fears that he had torn his ACL to the extent that he would need reconstructive surgery that would end his second season just the way his first season ended on IR with a knee injury. But good, good news, and you always got to put this in front of it, noted orthopedist James Andrews uh, opened up the knee of Perryman and uh, saw that the tear was not severe enough for complete reconstruction. Instead, they went with a stem cell injection with the hope that that will heal the uh, ligament on its own. And there is a lot of optimism that he will be, quote, fine, according to a source that told Rap Sheet, for the 2016 regular season. Huge lift, guys. Well, I don't you, know what else we have to say. We talked about this on the last well, show. Well, it's all relative. If, if you're really positive that this surgery for your player that hasn't suited up in a regular season game may not prevent him, you know, may you know, not keep him out for the season. Like that, that's great, but he's still a huge injury risk and don't hasn't you, played for them. Don't you find it interesting the area that stem cells could help athletes? To me, that was the most interesting mm. part of this. He's getting a stem cell injection. If that rebuilds his ACL, I mean, what's the future of that? Mm. By, oh, by the way, uh, they announced Elvis Doomerville underwent preventative surgery. Just, just kind of slid that into that press conference. Mm. Preventative surgery is the most tiresome phrase of the offseason. Everyone's now just getting surgery like it's going to get a, going to the dentist. 
It's like there's no such thing as preventative surgery. They're not opening you up. That's just like the new buzzword among coaches. I don't know. Ravens already banged up. Ravens got some problems. Jimmy Smith is not healthy. That's their number one cornerback. Doomerville. uh, Joe Flacco, by the way, has not practiced this offseason. No one seems to be talking about his return from ACL. uh, Glowing uh, reviews of himself so far. This is the number one team from – from the time the offseason started until now, to me, that has declined mm. the most in my own estimation of their 2016 chances. I mean, if you want an argument, not on paper, but probably on the field potentially this season, to dissemble that franchise, <laughs> put the money into what we <laughs> talked about an across the mouser? country the underground mouser. train, the old mouser that takes West straight from Southern California to Huckapoo's, to Ivy Island. The Ravens are setting the table for this. Can I just, I'll just. On the other side of this, and I'd love for that to one day be built. Uh, all the all, we don't want to completely count out the Baltimore Ravens. Oh no, not at all. June fifteenth, once again, no, as, not, as not an NFL all. entity. No, well, no, that's it's Mark's thing. <laughs> I, I'm just talking about their season. I agree. Uh, let's I think just they're just a boomer bust type of team. They got a lot of things they're hoping for. They have more ifs than any team in. The I just season. was annoyed about the whole preventative surgery. Hmm. No one, none of us are going for preventative surgery this weekend just for fun. Yeah, let's just do it. Get out of the way. Greg down on doctors. Who is Dick Mahoney? Wes. Walter Thurman, former Eagles safety. Absolutely. So the story goes, and this popped up on a couple of Philly sports blogs, one of the best stories of the offseason, uh, that uh, there is a, uh, a bar in Philadelphia that mysteriously uh, had this guy that started coming to their games as a friend of a friend. Uh, he was a, a black man with a Jerry Curl hairstyle wearing an L.A. Dodgers cap. Looked like Easy e Looked like Easy e circa 1988 was the way he was described. And uh, he, his first two games, he hit seven home runs. He would have had eight, but he overran one of his own teammates. Let's just give him eight. Yeah, so we'll give him eight softball rules. So one of the most dominating forces in the history of uh, Delco amateur sports. <laughs> and then it turns out, uh, that he disappears one day, saying that he had uh, he was pursuing a filmmaking career in L.A. And oh yes, he is a former NFL player, Walter Thurman, who was pretty good for the Eagles last season. Uh, and uh, Thurman's girlfriend, alleged girlfriend, posted a shot of of uh, Dick Mahoney or Walter Thurman looking out upon a softball field. And so that's one smoking gun. But then the second smoking gun came via hardcore journo work from Chris Wessling, who. Um, tweeted at Thurman's handle that he really hoped that this was true with a link to the story, and uh, Thurman retweeted it uh, from his account, the only, hmm. uh, uh, which seemed to me uh, that he was saying, yes, this seemed, is true. Seemed like verification to me. I have since subsequently reached out to him on direct message, but I have not heard back. We'll see. <laughs> I want to try to get him on the podcast since he's going to be in L.A. Oh, take Great. it one step further, and uh, maybe we have a pretty nice platform here. Walter Thurman, if you're listening. And you want Dick Mahoney. I know you're in L.A. You want to get into the filmmaking now. Our softball team, the Shield, 3-3 three and three at the midway point of the season and missing that bopper to really uh, solidify our lineup. Come play for us. I'm not even joking. You come play for us. We will provide you with uh, companionship, uh, light beer, uh, a, a really cushy spot in the middle of our lineup. And what else can he want? How about plugs for his upcoming documentary? He's a director. Uh, he's directing a documentary. He's produced a couple films. I mean, he's legit. Let me ask you this, Dan. Are you going to push your best hitter down to number seven if Walter <laughs> Thurman gets on this team? I mean, you have to make a Maybe you have Wes lead off. Have Wes lead see, off. this is – Wes is like the old Reggie Jackson. I'm the straw that stirs the drink. 
if I do sign, I'll tell you right now what I do. If I saw, if I was able to sign Thurman, because you're an amazing on base percentage guy, and you hit to the gaps, you're my new leadoff hitter. Mm-hmm. Who I'm, gets cut? I'm putting Thurman at. Um, I have to talk to Walter and find out what position he's playing, but he would be batting Wherever third. He wants. Garcia batting fifth. Uh, maybe Irish batting seventh. Uh, I'm going to move myself down on the lineup uh, because Southwest. I am about winning and getting into the playoffs. Humble brag. Just throwing this out there, if you're basically looking to add NFL players to your softball team, there's no company in the entire world that has more access to L.A.-based football players just looking for something to do at dusk. Yes. <laughs> but Dick- I mean, we, you know, the Walter Thurman thing, that makes sense, but you could, you could just walk you know, 14 feet across and- the office and add a – a multiple NFL players. And do you think they'd all be as dominant as Dick Mahoney? Right. And if, if that that's a completely different case. If Dick is right. listening and he doesn't want it to he doesn't want this all blown up. He's he was trying to do it, you know, under an it's alias. Right you know, we we could you guys could keep it a little more low profile. I mean when he showed up in his Porsche Cayenne in uh, outside of Philadelphia, people started whispering, what's up with this guy? In LA, that's not even gonna stand out. If we, West Drive. It's a perfect like situation. <laughs> yeah. If you're really looking for a leadoff hitter, I mean, why don't we stay within the company here and get former Major League great Deion Sanders? <laughs> I mean, it may, exactly. It's. I just, don't. It's that would cost you. That'd endless be one of, talent right in front of us. That would be one of his days. Maybe he could bring back the Jerry curls yeah. from Florida State days. Uh, that by the way, that Philly blog there. I learned this was crossing broad. Uh, moving on, Carlos Williams, uh, Bills running back. Uh, had an interesting um, reason or explanation why he came to minicamp overweight. It was actually overweight to the extent that the team opted to hold him out of all practices, uh, you know, to, pre- to protect him from himself, himself essentially. Uh, he's, when he was asked what the injury was that has held him back this spring, he replied, the injury of pregnancy, I'd say. And then a reporter uh, was like, no, really, though, what, what part of your body? He said, nothing really, just pretty much just trying to make sure pregnancy went well for my fiance. But since that's over with, she knows what time it is. It's football time again. So getting back into football shape and getting ready for training camp. He went on to say, uh, when a reporter said that he's never heard anybody uh, blame pregnancy on weight gain for a football player, it's definitely a first, but I'd, li- I'd like to eat. And then her being pregnant gave me an excuse to eat, so eating anything and everything. She'd wake up 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, I want a snack. Well, I'm not going to sit here and watch you eat because I don't want you to feel bad, but it's back to football. Um, first of all, a couple of funny things. I immediately uh, – my wife is with child right now. I don't know if that's been shared. That might be breaking news. Emily hands us pregs in a big spot. Old Zeuser comes through once again. <laughs> Congratulations Livers to, the goods. to Emily. I mean, I, you, of course, are the hero in this situation, but Emily also nice, nice yeah, job. No, Emily's doing all the work. I, I did initial work, and now she's taking over. And I also am not, not one of those people like, we're pregnant. No, no. No, you just say it in front of an international audience on no. a podcast. No, no, no. Like, I don't use the expression, we're pregnant. Oh. Right. My wife is pregnant. You're res- you I'm are reporting ref- her. You're respecting the physical, you know, burden that she's taking compared to yours, which was rather quick on your part, I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it. Can, in comparison, she's got to go ten months. Absolutely. You had one night of work, if you want to even call it one night. I burden and work even seems seems strange. <laughs> you're right. Let's move. Yeah, on. I don't know what's going on in uh, behind. Uh, I'm not. Doors I'm not reflecting on my. That's, that's payback for the opening. I'm not reflecting on anything else. I mean. Uh, anyway, I was just <laughs> – I, I get – I cause people are going to bury Carlos Williams. Oh, come on. This is funny. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of a funny thing. And June, he was honest for once. Yep. Yeah, the uh, the people that get on him, I'm sure he gets killed in Twitter for it. It's like, do you want these guys to be honest and be human beings, or do you want them to be uh, from the Peyton Manning school of professional jock speak? He's gonna be in shape by uh, you know the end of July. So, Carlos Williams was sneaky awesome last year too. Hey, when was. I went back and watched, like I couldn't believe how good he was. They they might have the best. Uh, one of the better running back groups in the league with those two. Well, if you listen Jonathan to Spice Williams, Rack, like yeah, too. Jonathan Williams. I give him credit. I mean, who's going to be around longer, Rex Ryan and the Bills in his life or his wife? I mean, he's, mm. he's showing support to the core. So are you, are you, you know, midnight snacks or anything going on in the hands of No. In fact, when I reached out to my wife to tell her about this story because I knew she would find it funny, I, I, I found it really funny that Carlos Williams – uh, the poor guy is laying in bed at 2 a.m. and his wife rolls over, taps on the shoulder, and, and and says, "I'm hungry. You know, go get me a snack." It's like I, w- if she ever did that with me, I don't know what I would just start laughing. I was like, "No," and I go to sleep. <laughs> but, it is. Uh... <laughs> but my wife doesn't have the like middle of the night cravings that that come with pregnancy for some women. But maybe it's a real thing. I don't know if Mark and Greg and Wes, some of the women that you left behind. I can say I was not up (laughs) in the middle of the night cooking dishes. There were very few instances of that. None. Yeah. Trope alert. Trope alert. Not just a regular trope trope alert. alert. This is a super trope Trope alert. alert. If you read NFL.com, you'll know that my latest end around I, d- I gave a list of tropes that we've been building through the offseason. And back to back, I talked about uh, two lines that are used often that ended up getting used in the same comment from Todd Bowles on Wednesday or on Tuesday. This is what the Jets coach had to say. Geno Smith is light years ahead of where he was last year. He's night and day. Oh, my goodness. Maron, light years ahead, which we talked about on the show. Like, that's never used in any other uh, aspect of society anymore, but in football training camps. And night and day, mm. uh, which also, trope, trope, trope. I'd be a little worried, Fitzpatrick. We got Geno Smith in a whole other dimension no. right now. No. I'd like to no. paraphrase the managing editor of NFL.com's Around the NFL. None of this stuff from OTAs means anything. Mm. You're better off not even paying attention and take a dirt nap. Well, there's there's one exception Die? for that. <laughs> Just take a long nap. Oh, there's okay. One exception better. for that when when a trope is absolutely true and Geno Smith is. <laughs> I like the way Roto World put die it. on that hill. After Roto World read what you just read they basically said in other words come home ryan fitzpatrick <laughs> exactly we're waiting uh and we'll close out news with uh the quote of the week this from gary kubiak via the denver post on the quarterback battle in denver between trevor simeon and mark sanchez here's the quote trevor and mark have looked each other in the eyes the whole offseason when i sit there and i watch them practice i think they're right there banging on each other um, phrasing. <laughs> That's what's happening in the news. <laughs> I forgot that not only is there that line at the end. That they're looking, at each, other banging, the they're looking That's, each other in the eyes. That's troubling. That trope lady is one Nummy. of my top ten favorite uh, people ever. Oh, you find her saucy. Mm. Who, the trope robot? She it has a name, actually. It wouldn't be a burden with her, huh? It's a lady. <laughs> Iris, you know the name, actually. Nice attempt, Greg. Because when we made the, uh, what was that? All right. What? <laughs> oh, by the way, if you're not watching Archer, clean it up. Yeah, good it's job. on Netflix. It's on Amazon. Go watch Archer. Come back to us, uh, Irish. They they actually when we created the trope alert drop, I found one of those like text to voice 
uh, translations, and then you could choose from different women in different parts of the world. I think her name was like Bridget from UK. Uh, that well, is correct, Dan, Bridget from UK. Dan just nailed it. Well, so, so did you. Is she on Bumble? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wes, it's time for you to start narrowing down the women. I know you've been active, and that's fine, and we applaud you. But now it's time to take that group. It's like in my, my favorite, the Euro, Euro 2016. You don't even believe this. No, listen. The Euro 2016, <laughs> you know, there's the group stage. All right, let's advance out of the group stage into the knockout stage. You don't know what I'm doing behind the scenes. I've already begun the narrowing, the winnowing process. Okay. So then we're on the same page. Yeah, but you don't even believe it. It I seemed like you were still, it's like group A, believe? group B, group C, group Y, X, Z. Like, let's get on to the next stage. Well, I don't, I don't know. Well, this is probably a better. Let's take this offline. I largely <laughs> applaud the the effort in general. There's a lot of action going on, a lot of uh, progress and transactions with West. Right, he's got one. It's, he's, it's pretty he's, much turnkey. Right, he's got Euro going. He's got Copa America over That's here. He's got all sorts the of World right. Cup, the MLS finals. Well, I don't. His think, bank account no longer exists. I don't think. Uh, never mind. It's, I think you guys are overstating We'll that. save it for the West Love Life podcast coming later in the offseason. All right, let's move on. That's what's happening in the news. Now it's time for Superstar Club 2016. All right, Greg. First one you failed, Lupo Fiasco. I need the artist and the featuring. Well, Praz is, is featured. That's correct. The only single of merit from the lost Fuji. This one, this woman is a Maryland native. My brain is just terrible. Her name was Maya. Oh yeah, wouldn't have gotten that. All right. Who is up? I was thinking Khalees for a second, but I just knew that wasn't right. Khaleesi. Who else has a uh, guest verse on that? ODB. Of course. The late Big Baby Jesus. Rest in peace. All right, here we go. Uh, Superstar Club 2016. One man enters. One man must leave. And this is when it gets a little bit, uh, you know, mm. gets a little tricky here because we respect all the men in, in the NFL that have become all pros and pro bowlers. Uh, but uh, father time is undefeated. Tom Brady will learn that this year. Uh, I will not. He's not included in mine. I stayed away from that. But just an example of how age gets everyone. So we got to kick somebody out. Doesn't have to be age, by the way. Maybe circumstance kicks them out of the uh, superstar club. Because what is Greg? What is the definition of a superstar? Let's let's start there. Well, that's a great question. I think someone that is a household name to football fans and is playing at a level where they are one of the very best players at their position. A game changer, if you will. Yeah, because you could be a superstar not playing particularly well, but for this. For this purpose, that doesn't really make sense. It, it, it's it's someone, even if you're on a bad team, peop, by now people know about you. You put the meat in the seats. Yeah, Jarrell Casey is a great player. He's not he's not been in the superstar club yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cam Newton's a superstar. Just because we'd rather write 47 articles no. on Victor Cruz. No, because never acknowledge Jarrell Casey's a great. No, player. because he'd have to do it year <laughs> after year, and he'd have to get to a level where he has he done is, it for three straight years. But that's he not plays true. For, he plays in Nashville. Did not play well, and nobody in the national media will talk. I about think it. He, he talked about that he had a bad 2014. The second point was going to be just he would have to be in the top five defensive player of the year type of guy. I think to, right. to get uh, you know I was asking for a simple uh, definition. Hey, didn't get one, sloppy. but it was a good. It was, a lot of yeah. emotions outside the superstar club. People want yeah. to get in and out. It's, it's people tense. get hurt. It's and, like the scene in Knocked Up outside the bar. And uh, 
Cena knocked up outside the bar. I'm trying to get the ref. What happened in that scene? You know, when Leslie Mann is trying to get in the bar and he says, you're too old. Oh, that was a brutal one. Yeah. Um, okay. So, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's been a while. Wait. Jarrell Casey's been great for three years. Greg, stick it. All right. He's not in the Superstar Club, though. Right? No. Okay, I would agree that he's, he's got to step it up. All right. This is a tough game. And uh, showing what a big person I am, I, I wrote a piece last year, last June at this time, where I added the likes of C.J. Spiller uh, and Randall Cobb and Cleo Mack. That worked out okay. Uh, but kicked out the likes of Brandon Marshall, who had the best season ever, <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald, who uh, stuck it to Father Time in a big spot, and uh, Jimmy Graham, that was fine. Uh, Drew Brees, you kicked out Greg last year. Uh, so this is not an easy game. So we're going to try it again. Mark Sessler, uh, get us going. Uh, well, this is not going to help in a show when I've been at odds with the host the entire time, but I'm. <laughs> uh, this will involve a New York Jet. I, it will also involve a Jacksonville Jaguar, Allen Robinson. I am nominating okay. him for superstar status. I think he's in a great situation in a young offense where he last year on a bad team had 1,400 yards. I understand garbage time. I, you know, please. But 14 touchdowns. The guy makes plays. He's the number one target for Blake Bortles. And for me, it's a no-brainer. Allen Robinson was not a flash in the pan. Everything about him suggests that he's around for the long term. He gets my vote in place of, I'm sorry, Dan, you just mentioned him, Brandon Marshall. Oh, a cheap shot against a Jet. A shocker on the I, I think we have to pick someone. It's not a t I rather like Brandon Marshall, but 32 years old, and I think part of it is also situational, especially if that offense is well, not with Chan its Gale quarterback from last the year. Team. Chan Gelly's gone. I get that. Wait, no, Chan Gelly's still there. No, no, no. Brandon Marshall is still Brandon Marshall. He's not. I mean, he's 32. He's not 36. And, again, people forget how good this guy was. 109 catches. 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns, a career high. Mm. He carried that offense all season long. Uh, Ripe to come back to earth. But you don't, he could still be a superstar. I mean, I just, I mean, I don't think the game is worth much if I'm picking someone that started to fade mid-season last year. Right. Got to hang onions. I get it. He's a guy who, when he was 26, 27 years old, everyone thought would not have a lasting career because he's had more surgeries than anyone in the superstar club, probably. I mean, he has had a million surgeries, and he plays such a physical style. People thought he would break down, and we thought that was starting to happen a couple of years ago in Chicago. And yet, yeah. last season he was better than ever. So six who knows? years, six years, including last season with at least twelve hundred receiving yards. So he's been remarkably productive. Uh, all right, so in Allen Robinson mm. of the Jaguars. Out, Brandon Marshall of the Jets. And See, that would be very bad news for the Jets if, if he uh, steps down. I was going to say, if Robinson was on another team, he might already be in the Super Cycle. Playing for the, the Jaguars kind yeah. of has kept him under the radar. Yeah. It's in the Jarrell Casey category, mm -hmm. where he's already a superstar by talent, but the rest of the country doesn't know him. Mm. There are, yeah, multiple uh, boxes to check to become a true superstar. 80 for 1,414 last year. All right, Wes. Who's coming into the Superstar Club? Well, I considered Marcus Mariota, and out goes Tony Romo. Ooh, wow! I like that. Interesting. I considered let's, let's stick with that. I considered David Johnson, and out goes Matt Forte. Mm. Oh, another Jets stunner. Yeah, okay. shocking <laughs> that a thirty-year-old running back switching yeah, yeah. teams might not work out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I ended up going. Amari Cooper is into the Superstar Club. Steve Smith hurts me to do it. Oh. And I know you can say Steve Smith no longer a superstar, but before he got injured last year, 
right in line with Antonio Brown and Julio Jones in production. Fast, too, before the injury. Yes. Amari Cooper, I think people forget, if his if the Raiders' season would have ended in like week 9 or 10, this is right about the time that Daniel Jeremiah on the Move the Sticks podcast was saying, I'd rather have Amari Cooper than Odell Beckham. He was that impressive early in the season. Battled an injury down the stretch. Derek Carr's play fell off. And we kind of have this impression of Amari Cooper not, not being as impressive in December. Well, because he dropped a ton of passes. When drops he, are overrated. I totally agree, but he did drop more How passes. How much of that is injuries? And, I don't know. And the lack of concentration I, that comes from. I think he had more. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think he had more drops, you know, per throw by far than any receiver in the league. So it was a problem for him last year that he would love to correct because his production would get even higher to superstar level if he cuts those out. He had 130 targets last year. That has to be near the top of the league. 72. Marshall catches. would have been in the 170s or 80s. Yeah, he's insane. Uh, Marshall last season had 173 targets. Mm. Um, so he, yeah, so that's wrong by me. But, uh, yeah, that seems like a, a fair one, especially the quarterback so important in terms of a component to whether the wide receiver makes the leap. We're all big fans of Carr now. There's logic there. I, I kind of look at it the other way. The wide receiver is important to the quarterback making the leap in the same way that Randy Moss gave people career years. Amari Cooper can make hmm. Derek Carr look like a better quarterback than he is. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. I'm not sure if Steve, you know, Steve Smith, you could argue at this point. It's not really nice. But it's hard for Wes to say that because he loves true. Steve Smith. That's Absolutely true. a superstar, a household name. I mean, you're waffling all over the place on your definition of a superstar. Who is – well, he, <laughs> he might not even – like, there is at least a 20 – I feel like there's a chance Steve Smith never plays another down in the NFL again. It, it may not be a big chance, but there's at least a chance. Well, in our June podcast, he qualifies. Yeah. What uh? What were your other ones? Mariota and Romo and guy. I want to remember this to give to the social team. David Johnson and Matt Forte. Ooh, I like that. Mariota Romo is a. That's what you title the podcast with. <laughs> Chris Wesley and Tony Romo out. Mariota in. Uh, moving on. I uh am going with the backfield. I am and welcoming in. I know Greg. You're going to be excited to hear this. His Deion name. Lewis. He's a. <laughs> oh, coming back from an ACL. I'm not sure if he's ready to be. In, uh. All pro this year. And David Johnson was a great option by Wes. I thought about David Johnson. Bruce Arians believes him to be the future of the running back position. But I went with a young tailback that just got a brand new deal operating uh, deep in the heart of Texas. Oh, no. Lamar Miller, come on in, baby. Docker. You're going to the superstar club. You're getting called up to the big club because an explosive (laughs) young back playing in an offense with a game-changing wide receiver and a new quarterback that's going to be not be asked to do too much. So Lamar's going to have a major role, a guy that catches the football out of the backfield. Uh, so it'll be a safety bl- blanket to Brock Osweiler, a guy that breaks big runs. Marron, this guy, has explosive playmaking ability. And well, there's going to be an egg all over your face, uh, scientists, when this guy is going to the Pro Bowl uh, in January or February. Well, you don't, you mean not after seven other players drop out of the Pro Bowl? <laughs> no, he a is, legit Pro Bowler. He will have you know close to I would say fourteen hundred total yards. He's had twelve hundred before, so he's got to juice it up a little more than that. Fourteen hundred total yards. That's not even that good. It might not even get him to the Pro Bowl. You mean rushing yards? Yeah, because last year there was a ton of rushing yards in the NFL. I'm just saying. Look, he's at thirteen seventy four two years ago. 
He's got it. You gotta. You get to the Superstar Cup. You gotta be sniffing. I don't appreciate Dan getting be bullied 2K. by the scientists. Two K. Here's the thing, Mark, and thank you. I appreciate your support. Two K because you're getting thirteen hundred and five hundred, maybe receiving that. that I don't. Be. I don't fear you, Beaker necks downstairs in the basement. <laughs> I believe in Lamar Miller. Right. Well, so hang some onions. Don't say it. Well, I think he's gonna be so much better. He's twenty six right, yards. Let's better open up than the door of the uh, the scientist lab. Open that door up, Irish. Let me I, get it real quick. I thought we had, it was closed. Yeah. Today. So we gotta, <laughs> Open it on up. Gotta get the keys. So the janitor's still in there. Wait, I want to read. Uh, I want to read an email sent from Hansis, comma Dan, Tuesday, June fourteenth at three twenty p.m. <laughs> Dan was the final uh, around the NFL writer to respond to my plea for making the leap candidate. Yes, that. this year, and so I'm going to read uh, from the top of his list. Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, I asked for five to seven names. Lamar Miller, Lamar Miller, Lamar Miller, Lamar Miller, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller was making the and candidate went, two years ago. And then it, it keeps I wrote going. It I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal his other names, but uh there was more. I remember writing it up. Well now he's truly ready to make the leap to superstar stars. <laughs> Can we open that door yet? You know what my thought is you don't need to go downstairs, right. you're making your own lap. Excellent adjustment. I also had a beautiful picture of Lamar Miller with it. We're, we're in the lab. What you got? We're in Dan's lab. I was just going to open the door and throw a stink bomb down there and close it <laughs> up. You make them come to your lab now. Um, all right, so i got to send somebody out. And what? the person I will send out, you know, have fun. You know, have fun, Lamar. You're now a superstar, and you're going to get to stick it in the scientist's face. Out the door, LaShawn McCoy. Nice run. Really oh, nice interesting. run. You, uh, you should be a superstar still. You still have... Age on your side. I think you're 28 now and no serious uh, knee injury or anything like that. Yet you don't feel like the same guy anymore. Last year you seemed to come down to earth. You had all those hamstring issues. Uh, I don't like what's going on up in Buffalo. I've been very uh, vocal about uh, my feelings about the Bills in the 2016 season and that regime. Uh, So I believe after a second straight subpar season, LaShawn McCoy, uh, well, while still a useful back, perhaps no longer a superstar. Well, look on the bright side. Now he has more time to concentrate on being a better human being. <laughs> In a related story, you must believe that Carlos Williams sheds the baby fat then, because he'd you have go. a much bigger role then. Well, I th- my I still think Lashawn McCoy will be used as a focal point. I just think maybe the days of him being a monster, two thousand yard all purpose back with twenty plus touchdowns, I think those are over. He go, he's going down. He's trending downward. A lot of another Doug Whaley home run out of the park. Well, you make you make a strong argument. I think he was better down the stretch last season than Wested, for instance. But you make a, a pretty strong argument for McCoy. Also, that maybe he's not a player that stays in peak form as he gets older. I think that could make some sense. Don't get me wrong, and I, this could blow up in my face, and he could lead the re- league in rushing next year. But I really do believe they're going to go in the other direction, and Lashawn McCoy's prime is behind him. Sorry, buddy, this is you got to hang onions here, Lashawn like McCoy. It. Shady, uh, Greg, close us out. All right. Well, I I think of the superstar club as you know. You can be a good player, but you're not in the superstar club. T.Y. Hilton has been a very good player. Certainly two years ago, uh, he was recognized as being a great receiver. But I think he is ready to take a step to the superstar club and contend for the league lead in, in yards, be like a 15, 1,600-yard-plus receiver in that system. And him and Luck both so motivated. And I think he's just reaching that point in his career where he's ready to start making some arguments about what a great player he is, a top three or four receiver in the entire NFL. And so I believe T.Y. Hilton enters the Superstar Club this year. 
Even in a year. Half and off and off year. That's that's kind of what I'm going Even with. in a lost season in Indianapolis, he still had 69 for 1,105, which most receivers would die for. If you if, if we believe that the Colts get it back together. Good so, bounce back candidate. Something in line with his 882 for 1,345 and 7, but he's going to be saying better he, than that. I'm saying he takes it to another level. To a, a level. 90, 1,500 and 11? Maybe kind of like Antonio Brown took it to one level, then he took it to another level, and then he took it to another. I think T.Y. Hilton can start sneaking up into that into that territory. This is it's probably the best receiver group. Has there ever been this many unbelievable receivers in the NFL? I mean, this is a great era right now for receivers. So to crack into that Julio, I'd throw DeAndre in there, Odell Beckham group. I mean, you, Antonio Bryant. Brown, you got to be AJ Green. You got to be incredible. So that's the, that's well, probably thing. more receivers playing than at any other time in the history of the sport. Out on the field, there's more three, four wide receiver sets, younger mm-hmm. players advancing quicker. And I, I think that Colts team is just going to put up crazy yards. I do too. I believe the Cardinals will too, and yet it pains me. Uh, someone's got to come out of the superstar club, and Larry Fitzgerald's one of the greatest receivers ever. Is doing it to him again. That is too much. Well, I never respect. did it to him before. Uh, but he's in a system, in a team, where I think the ball's going to get passed around a lot. He's not as, as much juice as he showed at times last year. He is getting up there in years. He's been in the NFL a long time, and – and there's been various points of his career where even the Cardinals thought he was taking a little bit of a step back. Obviously, he's coming off a strong year, but I think with John Brown and Floyd and Nelson and David Johnson and Chris Johnson and everyone else getting the ball here, I think Larry Fitzgerald can start segueing into a solid starter it, type well, of Well, so is career. it more about where he's at physically in his talent or that they have too Both. many mouths to feed? Both. Both that he is not going to because last year there was a lot of mouth to feed and he still excelled. But I think if you look late in the season, uh, our friend Matt Harmon had this tweet. I remember just yesterday uh, looking at when all three receivers were healthy together. He was the third receiver in terms of production compared to Floyd and Brown at the end of the season when they were all healthy. Here's what to Greg's point, Larry Fitz from December on. And don't forget about an incredible playoff game against Green Bay. But oh yeah, don't forget about the most important game on the schedule. (laughs) No, no, I wouldn't. But this is this is this is something to say too. The last five games after that amazing start to the last season, uh, eight for fifty-five, five for forty-one, three for forty-three, four for twenty-nine, six for fifty-five. The game after. Uh, that Green Bay game against Carolina, four for thirty, uh, was you know one of his best games ever against Green Bay. So he's hardly shot, but that's I fair. would I really just expected better out of Greg. Oh please, mm. look, we all can't to disrespect sh- a man who has the. It's heart not a line. disrespect. You you gotta you gotta it's put something bold. You already took the thirty-seven-year-old coming off Achilles surgery, so I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> take that easy pickets. I had to go with someone that's a legit superstar. Age wow. thirty-three uh, by week one, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, that's fair, Wes. That, that was maybe the easiest guy to kick off this list was the old man with the bad accounts. Well, I can't keep track of Greg's definition of a superstar. It goes, it's all over the All map. right, all right. Peyton Manning. I'm going to go West style. Peyton he's Manning. Out. He's out of the superstar. Club. Peyton Manning, the worst quarterback in the NFL last year. Steve Smith played like an all-pro before the injury. <laughs> um, all right. Wes is like, Larry Zonka. He's out of the club. He's done. <laughs> I can't believe he did Larry Fitzgerald dirty like that. He's he's earned more respect. Well, it's not an easy game. That's <laughs> how why this game I, operates. That is the Superstar Club 2016, and I'm sure um, our listeners will remind us of our failures because there will be failures. Uh, there always are, and perhaps 
This is the year we nail it, though, and go four for four. Good happen. See that? Uh, we will be back on Thursday uh, with our third show of the week. Dan Helley, like I said, will sit in uh, with the group for uh, the news, which will be fun. The face of Total Access, at least the masculine face of Total Access. Lindsay Rhodes co-hosts that program uh, famously. Uh, so that is what's coming up tomorrow. Uh, we'll map out. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'll tell you what. There's going to be a lot to dig into. Mini camps wrapping up. 24 At- teams wrapping up the offseason. 20, 25. It's over tomorrow. Six-week dark period for the NFL uh, where the teams actually say to their players, get out of here, stay out of trouble, go on vacation, be with your families. They'll stop. We'll keep going. That's what we do. We're pros. Until Thursday. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm. Mark. Just joking about the vacation. We're friends. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm going to take it whether you like it or not. The mailman, the boss, the big Irish behind the glass. Till Thursday. Enough of that garbage. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.